Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Mike Kubacki and Dale Lehman. Mike is the Director of Bowling Operations and the head coach of the men's team at Calumet College of St. Joseph. And Dale was recently named to be the coach of the women's team there. So, Dale and Mike, I want to thank you both for being here. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. All right, well, Mike, we're going to begin with you because you guys made some news up there at Calumet College of St. Joseph where you're the, you were named the director of bowling operations, but then you're bringing Dale into the mix here as a coach as well. So let's talk about Dale taking over the women's coaching and, and what Dale brings to the table for you guys. Well, definitely, uh, you know, a uh, situation came up at our school where Coach Vania, who was the ladies coach and he used to be uh, my assistant coach years ago, he decided that it was time to, to step down and, um, my athletic director and I had a conversation where, you know, we talked about how can we bring in a, a girls team and, and maybe model a little bit after what our men's team has been able to accomplish. And I'm really blessed to have a longtime assistant coach in Sammy Kuchak, who's been with the program all but one year. And he looked at me when we were talking and he said, what about Dale Lehman? And uh, so I have to really give Sammy a lot of credit here. And uh, the minute he said it, I'm like, you know what? I go, that is like, that would be perfect because Dale and I were very good coaching friends uh, when, uh, when we were out there in the trenches together and we worked alongside of each other quite a bit. Uh, when we were uh, uh, directors uh, on the NAI board back in the day. So, um, you know, obviously uh, the track record that Dale brings um, with his years in the sport is, just it's unprecedented really i honestly don't know if there's another coach that has a resume uh, except maybe gordon uh as good as dale so uh um you know it was it was a no-brainer if we could make it work out uh for him and get him and uh, we were fortunate to be able to yeah so dale so why don't you talk to us a little bit about what it was like for you to get that call and uh you know how long did it take you to kind of consider maybe explore the decision here is it something you wanted to do or not do i mean you were had almost, I think, a couple of decades of collegiate coaching experience. What was that like for you when you, when you, the, your, this proposal came to, came came your way? Well, it was kind of a surprise, a little bit. Um, I have had the desire to get back into collegiate bowling, coaching, but uh, the issue is is uh, finding the right fit that I didn't have to move my family. So. I, I've been coaching high school and coaching the juniors. I haven't stopped coaching, ever stopped coaching. And then and Mike and I have been good friends for a long time, and we just talk every two or three months regardless before this even came up. So when I saw the call from Mike come in, I thought, oh, Mike's going to find out what's going on with, in Mike, with Mike today. And then he threw that at me and said, hey, what would you think about coaching at Calumet? And I'll be honest, my first response was I would love to, but I think it's too far away. So we talked about it and we talked about it and we kind of left it alone. And Mike called me again a few weeks later and we talked some more <laughs> and then we uh, <laughs> ended the conversation. A few weeks later, he had his AD call me 
And uh, I guess to make a long story short, we figured out a way to make it work, even though I'm, uh, my town is about 65 to 70 miles away from where they practice. But we figured out a way to make it work for both of us. I'm really excited about the opportunity. I'm excited to get back into college bowling. I'm very excited to get a chance to work alongside Mike. We've had conversations over the years that we would like to either do a summer camp together or do some one-day clinics together, and it just had never happened. So this, uh, it's all going to come together. We're going to have the pleasure of working with each other and trying to build a program up into a national power. And, and what exactly was it, Dale, that you said you missed the most about your time away from college bowling? You know, I, I've, I said for forever that coaching is kind of a thankless job. Uh, unfortunately, in, in college bowling, it doesn't pay as, as well as we all would like, but we're a non-revenue-producing sport. So the, the, the payment that you get from coaching is seeing the look on, on, on a, a young lady or young man that you're working with, seeing the look on their face when all of a sudden they get it and all of a sudden they're achieving success. That's our thanks. That's, that's, that's what I miss the most. I mean, I'm, I'm still doing it. I'm coaching at the high school level and the junior level, but I miss that, and I also miss the competition. I'm a very competitive person. I love the competition in collegiate bowling. And switching gears back to you, Mike, as, as uh, Dale gets his, his feet under him in coaching and such, and you have a very strong group of coaches there, what advice or how do you, how do you keep them all working together and on the same page, and how key is that that everyone is on the same page when you're going out there and competing and, and, uh, and bowling on that college level? Well, I think, um, you know, this is going to be a little bit of new territory for us uh, because our programs in the past haven't been as blended maybe as we would like to, that we would have liked them to be. And, uh, you know, one of the things I I want to say is I really want to thank our athletic director because he accepted the vision that I presented. And along with bringing Dale on, we were actually able to bring on another assistant coach as well. So we have a coaching team of six, six coaches right now. And I really feel that's a little bit unprecedented and, and the, and the expertise level that they all bring um, is really exceptional. Um, Now, a big part of my job is going to be exactly cultivating that flow of communication through the whole coaching team, but we really do expect both teams to be impacted by all the coaches at different times. You know, I'll still be the men's head coach and they will still be the women's head coach, but there will certainly be times now that I will work with some of the girls and there will be times that I'm picking Dale's brain on some of the guys. And uh, so there's going to be a lot more uh, collaboration and uh, really excited to see uh, what we can accomplish on both sides. Yeah, Mike, why don't you talk a little bit more about that with having, you know, within one program to have six different coaches, are there specific uh, specialties um, that, that your other four uh, assistant coaches have? And if so, what, what, what do they focus on and how do they support the players and support uh, both you and Dale? Well, we're very fortunate to have three alumni. Um, and I have uh, what I almost call my lead assistant, uh, but he's the men's assistant, uh, Sammy Kruchek. Um, he's been with the program every year but one. Um, he was a two-time collegiate All-American. He was also an academic uh, honors um, achiever in school, which that, that's the other thing. All three alumni have a 3.7 or higher um, college GPA. So not only are they strong academically mm-hmm. and athletically because they're both 
they were all exceptional bowlers. Um, but Sammy, Sammy has really evolved in the pro shop. He's really evolved on the lanes. He makes all of our practice patterns, and he even makes all the patterns for the Northwest Indiana Junior Youth Youth Tour. Um, you know, we have, uh, and he's also on staff with a competitor. Uh, he's on hammer staff, um, but not, but we also do have a storm staffer in our pro shop as well. Um, and another pro shop, we have an assistant coach of Kevin Nikolowski, who Steve, you probably know Kevin, um, cause he's been, I do. Storm for, yeah, he's probably, you know, he's been with storm for gosh, probably 10 years or more. I'm guessing quite some time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, Kevin joined us about three years ago, and uh, he certainly travels with the team when he can and uh, makes an, makes his impact at practice whenever he can, and he has historically coached our JV squads in many competitions. Um, we were fortunate to add alumni Jake Hayes this year, and Jake is actually somebody who set up the science lab at our college and has one of the sweetest left-handed games you ever want to see. Um, and is an exceptional physical game coach. Um, he's, he's really the one that I collaborate a lot with in the past on some of the more intricate physical game stuff that we would work out with some of the players. And then, uh, and then last but certainly not least, uh, we have a very big female voice in our program um, who happens to be Sammy's wife, Alice. And uh, she's also uh, Dale's assistant coach. And Alice, again, uh, once upon a time, finished third in the ISC, uh, when, and she graduated in 2011. And, uh, um, you know, so she, um, I think she's, she's just going to be that other really good voice, um, that really strong female voice who has been there, done it, been through the trenches as a player, um, and, uh, and, and really is going to bring a lot and learn a lot from Dale. And she's really excited about it. So, Dale, you've you've been a coach for a number of years. How have you had to evolve as a coach as the game has changed through those years? One of my philosophies is the day you stop learning is the day you get past. So I am always reading books, reading new coaching theories, taking classes when I can, always trying to stay up on the game. If you don't, like I said, you, you, you get left behind all of a sudden. What you're, what you're teaching is not relevant anymore to, to the modern game. And that's, a, I mean, we've seen a lot of that even in the advent of, uh, I don't want to say reintroduction, but, but there's definitely been uh, a, a bigger uh, focus and invigoration in traditional urethane bowling balls in the modern oil patterns. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of that is due to the, the philosophy and change of, uh, of how the lanes play and how they apply the oil um, and, it's, and how the uh, equipment performs to that. And like you said, there's uh, boy, if you forgot about that or you didn't go back and revisit that, you'd have, you'd have missed a big step in our sport. I agree 100%. The women don't get into the urethane quite as much as the men do, but uh, the urethane definitely has a, a big voice in how the pattern evolves and how, how you can set up a shot for yourself. There's no question about that. And when it comes to mental game, where does that fit in with you guys? You guys have someone who works with both teams on the mental game, and I feel like that's something that over the years it's always been important, but now, I mean, you have you have all the different mental game books you can read, and a lot of people will bring in Dr. Dean Hinnance to do some uh, sessions with and everything to help get the teams mentally prepared as well. well I had the pleasure 
uh, when I was at Robert Morris of bringing Dr. Dean in. Uh, I think six years in a row we brought him in. I'm very good friends with him. In fact, he sent me a text today. <laughs> but uh, I've learned a tremendous amount from him. And one thing I've learned from him is that uh, as your game gets better physically, as your team gets better physically, that's fantastic. But when you get to the top-end tournaments, whether it be uh, uh, ITCs or, or the, the, the singles, whatever it may be, the national championship level, Every team there, every individual there is extremely talented physically. It's going to be the ones that are going to be the strongest mentally that are going to generally win the competition. Because you have ups and downs all day long, ups and downs how the pattern plays, what the, your opponent's doing to the lanes. And if you're stronger mentally than that next person, that's when you're going to win out. And uh, I'll be honest, I never... I was fortunate to win seven national titles when I was at Robert Morris. We never won a single one until we brought Dr. Dean in and we started looking at things that way. And, Mike, do you have anything you'd like to add regarding the mental game? Yeah, uh, well, I, first of all, I think I, I, that's extremely interesting um, in what Dale said there. Um, and I think there is probably something, you know, as as I've been to many of Dr. Dean's um, many seminars to the coaches, in the past, um, I always sought out his sessions, um, and I've I have definitely used uh, many of his teachings um, in our classroom sessions. Uh, one of the things that we often try to do in our preseason is uh, actually before the kids even start school, is we've always tried to do some extensive classroom uh, training in, in all aspects of our sport, and whenever it comes to the mental part of the game. Um, I'm always using uh, Dr. Dean information. Yeah, he he has a lot of great information, and anybody who doesn't uh, address or at least focus on the mental game is def- definitely missing out. That's uh, there's a such an important part of performance at an elite level is is based off of that mental game. Now, one of the things with uh, and I'll direct this to to you, Mike. Uh, one of the things which Calumet College uh, has the men's team now, as far as the intercollegiate team championships. You guys have already made 13 straight postseason appearances, which is the longest of any men's program in the country. I don't know if everybody knows that. And I would assume you attribute that, you know, some of it to, for example, the mental game. But what, what else do you think is important to success um, in the past and also as well as what's going to be important to uh, succeeding and keeping the streak alive far into the future? Well, I think that, um, you know, over the years, I've had to evolve uh, a, a great deal as a coach. I mean, when I look back at, you know, the, the early years, um, those kids didn't really even know what sports shots were, you know. And my evolution as a coach has also been extremely aided by the fact that I've had Sammy alongside of me for 14 of those 15 years. Um, and Sammy brings so much expertise and so many elements of the game for me, because he's really a student of the technology of our sport. And the combination that he has brought over the years uh, on the technology side and, and parlaying that into what I feel like I've always brought from a lane play and from the physical game coaching side, um, the combination of those two things, but most importantly, the willingness of the student athlete to trust us I think has, has allowed us to get to where we got, you know, um, I watched for years, mm. 
they'll be a phenomenal recruiter. Um, and, uh, and I'm, I'm so looking forward to even becoming a better recruiter and, and learning from him about it. Um, because, um, at, over the years, you know, we've been fortunate that, uh, I think, um, uh, we've been able to, to grab some kids now that, um, have a little bit bigger resumes. And, uh, because, you know, Andy Dirks that you had on not too long ago, he used to, he used to say to me all the time, he said, he said, I want to know how you're getting it done with players I've never heard of. And, uh, you know, so I think I've just been, uh, I'm a coach that really tries to get to know my players um, and try to understand, you know, how their physical and mental game is working together. And, uh, um, and, and I think, you know, over the years when you've had the experience level that Dale and I have had, you kind of, you get a culture created so that when the kids do start with you, they're a little bit more willing to trust you a little bit quicker. But as I'm sure you know, and any coach knows, developing trust is super critical to, uh, to them learning from you and then ultimately them performing, especially in the biggest moments. And then, Dale, why don't you follow up with that as far as uh, recruiting, as, uh, as Mike had mentioned there about uh, um, having such a, a, a good eye or a knack for recruiting. What, what do you focus on and, and what has been some of the things you, you consider when you're trying to find that, uh, that next talented player? I think it's so important to uh, recruit not just the player but the parents. Um, let's face it, uh, the mom and dad are sending their young man or their young lady away from home, sometimes for the first time for an extended period of time. And they, the parents have to uh, trust you and know that you're going to be there for their, their young man or young woman. I'll never forget a story, uh, if you don't mind, when, uh, when I signed Marshall Kent. Uh, he came after he mm -hmm. won junior gold, and uh, they came up, they came up uh, to visit the school. And got, we did the whole tour, introduced him to my coaches. He bowled. We did the whole, my whole spiel and got up to go. And I got up and shook both their hands. And they looked at each other, nodded, and sat back down. So I sat back down thinking, okay, what, did I do something wrong? And Marshall looked at me and mm -hmm. said, Coach, we'd like to sign. And uh, I, was, I was shocked because they had just seen the school. They had just visited, and they are ready to sign. And I asked Jim afterwards, I said, can I ask a question? I said, why did you guys sign without even going home and thinking about it? Without You didn't even wait for my offer in writing. And he said, Coach, we already had it narrowed down to two coaches before we came to junior gold. And he says, I'll tell you why. He said, you cared about my son before he won anything. He said, since he won junior gold two days ago, I've had 50 college coaches across the country call, and now they're interested in my son. But you showed an interest in him before he won. So I think that's really, really important for players and parents to feel that you are there for their son or daughter. And I, I am. I always have been, and I know Mike has as well. So re recruiting, you're not just selling the school. You're selling yourself. They have to believe in you. They have to believe that you're going to be there for them at all times. And, Dale, I, I like to ask you and then, Mike, you can follow up as well. What is that? What is that it factor that you see in a high school player that they can be the next Marshall? Ken, is there something that you see in them or a, a lady, you know, any, any athlete that you guys bring in that, that they have that where they, you know they can take their game to that next level? I, I'll be honest. I look at how they react to adversity. That's, that's very important to me. Um, 
if, if I see them get a bad break, uh, get a big split, or they miss a 10 pin or, or, or whatever, if I see them going through adversity, I really like to watch how they work through that adversity. If they're going to come back and kick the rack, they're going to they're going to start uh, uh, saying some bad words or some things they shouldn't say. Well, I move on to the next person. Uh, obviously, I'm looking at their game, but we talked about the mental game a little while ago. And if you're not willing to accept the ups and downs of your sport, you're really going to struggle to be able to improve because you're never going to be able to look beyond those disappointments and figure out what you can do to try to prevent it from happening. You're going to focus on the disappointments. So, I mean, of course you're looking at their balance, you're looking at their release, but I'm really looking closely at how they react to adversity and how they interact with their parents and their fellow bowlers. You know, and I think, um, you know, I, I certainly agree with Dale on all those points. I think on the men's side, because that's all I've ever recruited for is the men's side. You know, a lot of times for me, it would start with the release. And I always felt like, um, and still feel like, that the release is the hardest part of the sport. And um, I always felt like, okay, give me a kid that has a good release and let me teach him how to bowl. Um, so I think that was part of the process for me. And, uh, and the, the interesting thing is, you know, for those that, you know, Steve, you competed against me a little bit back in the day and, I'm still upset that uh, you beat me at uh, Sam's. I think we were at Sam's Town when we were both in the top 16, and you went 279 in, in my yes. eye. I don't know if you remember that uh, that match. Yes, or not, but uh, that you know, was a um, long. That was a long time ago. It was. Yeah. And, uh, that was in the American yeah. Dream Classic. I do remember that. Yes. Yeah. So I will never forget that to this day. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but if you remember anything about me, I was a little bit of a feisty player. So, uh, um, you know, and I've had a lot of parents over the years, um, you know, tell me about another player who is feisty or tell me about, and I think that's probably where one of my strengths is at. Um, because I think there's a fine line between understanding uh, where that feistiness comes from. And more often than not, with an exceptionally young player, part of, that, um, part of that is frustration of not knowing how to get to the next level and believing inside of you that it's there. And I think if there's something that I have done pretty well over the years, it's taken um, a student athlete that, some might say is a little bit too feisty and, uh, and help them understand themselves and help them understand the sport, um, which has allowed them to uh, become a better version of themselves, um, not only on the lanes, but off the lanes as well. And uh, so I think that, uh, um, I think that's a little bit about um, how my own bowling career has evolved from uh, a kid who was pretty feisty when I was younger to, as I've learned to game more, that's helped me calm my brain down more. Um, so that, that's a little bit of how I look at it. Um, but I also do a pretty lengthy interview uh, with potential recruits. Uh, the phone calls will often go hour, hour and a half, and we'll go into a lot of different areas because I want to learn a lot about them. Well, Mike, that was – and Dale, thank you so much. That was a lot of great information, and uh, we definitely want to wish the best to, to you and to Calumet College of St. Joseph. It's an exciting time, and uh, – Thank you as well for your uh, commitment and support to Storm, and uh, we sure appreciate all you've done for our brand 
And I uh, want to thank you so much for that. And thanks for spending some time with us. And, uh, you know, going into this fall, um, you know, it's tough to know really right now what this uh, fall season uh, is going to look like uh, just because the landscape of bowling has been, uh, you know, been changing and we're really kind of in some uncertain times, but uh, we will surely look forward to having each of you on again, uh, either separately or together and uh, talk a little bit more about the season as it kicks off. That would be great. Thank you, Tim. And thank you, Steve, uh, for, for having us on today. Thank you for what you do for uh, bowling and, uh, I'm very appreciative of Storm. I've been a Storm guy since my first year coaching uh, collegiately and uh, always been very loyal to Stolman Rotor Grip. Thank you for what you do.